Hi, 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 everybody. Welcome back to episode number 15 of Something We Gotta Talk About podcast. You are joined with your fave unserious duo. I'm Diana. And I'm Mercy. And yeah, Mercy, tell me what's going on. What is new in this brand new week? This week, yeah. I mean, do you know what? Life is good. I think it's that thing where, you know, when you come back from holiday, and yes, everyone, you'll be hearing that I've been coming back from holiday, okay? Just, <laughs> it's cool. Live with it. But you know that feeling when you come back from holiday in the first week, you're like, you know what, fresh, let's go, like blah, blah, or you're mm-hmm. just deep in holiday blues. But that second week, that's when reality hits. You're really like, wow, this is my life, yeah? Like, <laughs> this is what I came back to. This is what I traveled all this long way back to, yeah. This okay. is reality. Um, so I'm not going to lie, feeling it a bit this week. Also, I got contacts for this Did first you? time. Yeah. Are you wearing them right now? I am wearing them right now, and... Okay, give us a rundown. You know, first, it's discipline. Contacts really? is discipline, because you have to take... Way? In terms of, like, you have to take them out. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really have to go in your eye. You have to go in your... And that's the thing with these contact lenses, just contact lenses in general, but you're actually putting something in your eyeball. Oh, I don't I'd like that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't like that. I no, I really don't. I, I don't know. But the thing is that obviously it's a new thing, mm-hmm. settling into them, kind of seeing how I feel when I have them in. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not seeing drastic changes in my life. I'm okay. not seeing that it's like made my life overwhelmingly easier because I've not like got my glasses and stuff. Yeah. But I think it's because I just know the hassle of putting them in and out. The process of me taking my contacts out yesterday was the length of two Beyonce Renaissance album songs. So you can imagine yeah. how long I was there. And I said, I almost I almost gave up. I almost said, you know what? <laughs> they're, they're staying in there. They might need to just live inside my eyes. Oh, um, God. Oh, chat, but the the consequences of that, this is the not thing. worth like, it. I'm actually, I'm actually fearful of like, all the stories when it comes to contact mm. lenses and people saying someone one person said they had their contact lens they forgot they had it in slept with them in and then oh. they ended up in the back of their eye oh my god what oh. <laughs> i said the table is a liar oh that my. shall not be me so what? yes i will i've literally put a reminder on my phone to take my contact lenses out smart because it will it will not be me that they will have to start looking how to remove it from the back of my eye. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 joking. No. Some people, obviously, infections and stuff, so you have to mm-hmm. be, like, you know, super smart with cleaning them and just diligent yeah. as well. <sighs> Do I live a diligent lifestyle? <laughs> Not really. You oh, know what God. I mean? Um, but, yes, no, I'm trying. I'm trying to do better things for myself. So, yes. Okay. Contact lenses. I might as well explore them. I'm like, mm. so I'm, I'm, I'm on a trial. So I'm going to see okay. how it goes for like the first month and just see if it's worth it. Because honestly, yeah. it's, it's just fine to put glasses upon my head. It's I was just going to say, fine. like, what made you kind of want to trial in the first? Like, did you get a bit of, like, anno- not annoyed, like, did you get a bit like, oh, I can't bother with the glasses or. I just forget to wear my glasses. Uh, or, okay. or just choose not to wear them because I'm like, eh. Mm, you know effort. what I mean like yeah. effort and just having to remember so now I have glasses like that stay in my car mm. um just to make sure I have them because I should really wear my glasses when I drive <laughs> legality reasons <laughs> be safe on the road um but like outside of that I feel like I can get through my day without my glasses okay um 
which you know is probably not the optician's favorite line to hear <laughs> but I just feel like it's like I've done it so often that I'm just kind of like eh you know yeah. yeah like I can I can see it's yeah. only if maybe I'm like tired or mm. I need to like read something and like my just eyes are not giving it yeah then I will like wear my glasses I'll be like okay no I need my glasses mm-hmm. but outside of that and also sometimes I'm like my glasses sometimes make things too clear I'm just like ah <laughs> Three, this, I HD. Don't want it. this HD 2020 vision I don't want that <laughs> wow that is too funny oh my gosh yeah so oh, Lord. it's just I'm just trying new things I'm trying to yeah. be a, a yes girl to things that are new that will mm. serve me Fair. and you know contacts might be it we'll yeah. see yeah would you ever get like LASIK eye surgery I would but I don't know if I'd meet the requirement I mean people say my oh. eyes are pretty bad I can't lie but <laughs> you need to like meet a certain level of um right. vision mm. or lack of vision more like <laughs> <laughs> optically challenged um to get lasik i would okay. get LASIK. listen if i could zap this mm, and, and okay. make, make my vision 2020 or make it clearer 100 percent. yeah that makes sense like uh, kevin got it kevin's oh, my brother really? yeah and he said his life was changed for the better <laughs> but i mean after paying that kind of money i mean would you say otherwise this is the thing. It is expensive. Yeah. And do, do they not like charge per eye or am I just making things up? I'm actually not too sure, you know. <sighs> but it makes sense because I guess if only one eye is like really bad, then obviously it wouldn't make sense to have like a flat fee as, as such. Yeah. Um. So maybe. But hey, Lord. Honestly, living is expensive if you have certain conditions. <laughs> this is the thing. Life is expensive expensive like honestly all the stuff you need to buy to just even feel good or better yourself regardless of if that's physically emotionally mentally whatever it is it Mm. always requires pounds money dime dollars whatever you use to pay your dues it requires your your money your pocket to be emptied and that's not a fun life too much honestly sometimes (laughs) i'm just like how has the money come into my account and left just to live just to exist just to breathe honestly sometimes on my phone because i use like apple pay yeah and like sometimes when i've not kind of removed notifications on my phone Mm. the the expansion of when you tap on the apple pay part (laughs) and it shows you all the (laughs) charges that sometimes i'm like what the I don't even know what I bought. What do you Lit- mean? Where yeah. did this come from? Getting ready to fight in the emails and find out, no, it was in fact a purchase. You, you paid, literally, yeah. Because when you think, obviously, sometimes when it's like Apple Pay or whatever, you're like, oh, yeah, £5 here. Like, oh, yeah, £2. It adds up. It's so cheap. You forget adds up until you look at your bank account and you're like, why is there minus 200 less? Like, less. <laughs> Not minus as in, like, I'm in minus. Yeah. But I'm just like, there's minus Subtract. 300. So mm-hmm. <laughs> subtracted from the past two days what do you mean it's so bad i saw a tweet where it's like no i've had to come to accept that some days i'll just spend 50 pounds and i've not done anything i yeah. wake up and i have spent money yeah of like course. but speaking of that like you know um our good old tiktok yeah have you heard of that girl uh clark 
she's like this black girl who lives in um, New York. She goes to uni in New York. She's quite young. And I was watching her favorite videos the other day because she's quite big on TikTok. And she's like, oh, um, day in the life, like spending as like a, I don't know if she's like 19, 20 year old living in New York. Tell me why this girl spent $5,000 on one day. To do what? Or maybe even, I think, like, a little bit less than that. So she gets Uber to uh, uni, gets an Uber to some sort of fitting, Uber here, Uber there. She got food. She went into Sephora for a quick thing, ended up spending $500. She then she was like, oh, Sephora should really be banned. No! You should be banned from your fucking <laughs> bank account. <laughs> and then she spent this, that, and then I'm just like, uh, uh, what? I don't think I even spend that in a month, let alone, like, not even, like, three months, let alone a I was about to say a month. No, not even a month. Oh, my God. You know, some people just have the money bags, though. That's That's the thing. I'm just like, When you have the money bags, five grand is nothing. nothing. Literally nothing, yeah. What a life. Honestly, (laughs) that is the life sometimes. Sometimes I wish I had to I had so I can Do you know what I mean? This is the thing. I'm like, when when the money bags is... 5,000 isn't a big deal. You're doing something right or you're doing something scandalous, but you're doing something <laughs> that serves you. Like, I just, yeah, money's such an interesting concept these days to the point I'm actually yeah. like, everything's fake, man. What mm-hmm. do you mean? Who said this costed three pounds? People make up prices these days, I'm telling you. Who said you. this costed 300 pounds? Yeah. What do you mean you valued it at this number? Who? Mm-hmm. Who valued it? Please, mm-hmm. pray tell. Tell me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. know. Exactly. Honestly. But, you know, you know, soon come, our money bags will be flowing. Will be flowing from the that capacity. Heavens. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think, interesting talking about money bags, because I would... I would mm. love for us to chat about something that has happened in this UK. We had a wonderful bank holiday for those who observed the bank holiday as a bank holiday, because that's what I did. It was a day <laughs> off and I accepted it and I grasped it with two hands. Mm-hmm. But there was something going on during this bank holiday. Some would say royalty. Some would say something else. <laughs> and the um, coronation of... Um, King Charles is what we're calling him. Yeah, really, it, it doesn't. Well in this twenty twenty three, I know. How do we still have kings and queens? Any go on? <sighs> but they had um a coronation concert, <laughs> and truly, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch the coronation. I didn't really. No. I I don't want to get wrapped up in in things that do not involve me. But the coronation concert was on, and the only reason I tell you any black person was watching that is because one artist decided, I will be the helm, and I will be there, and I will be performing. Yeah. And it was Tiwa Savage. <sighs> Nigerian I, babe. Honestly, like, why does the British monarchy still have us Africans in that chokehold? Literal. I, a I, literal one. Yeah. Like, Adele said no. Mm-hmm. Elton, said, John Elton John, said, John no. said no. Robbie Williams said no. And Tiz Ban said, bet, it's cool, we'll yeah. do it ourselves. That's <laughs> <laughs> always been a three anyways. Yeah, right? And they literally waited, what, like, a couple of weeks before the coronation concert to ask. So you, were, you weren't even probably on the list. You are probably so far down. Mm-hmm. Someone was like, let's check her availability. And you chose to say, 
Yes. yes. I will be there and I will sing a song from Black is King. This is the... This... The thing is for me, listen, not all skin folk are kin folk. Mm-hmm. And that is something I stand by. It is neither here nor there. It means nothing to me. Yes, I'm part of black... A part of the black community, but there are some people who don't want to be a part of it or they have a completely different mindset or viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. And that is not, neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. It's not my battle to fight. However, <laughs> I am so sorry of all of you, because me and my sister and I were like, what does, What will she sing though? Like, yeah. What, what can she be singing that they'll even, even try to understand? Mm-hmm. I did not think that this woman would choose a song, one from Black is King, which is literally the reverse and the opposite and just not the narrative around mm-hmm. what the monarch is and stands for. Mm-hmm. And then sing the song. What is it? King Keys to the Kingdom. Keys to the Kingdom. Keys to the Kingdom. You think we're talking about the king of the, the Great Britain? Yeah. You think that's the king that they're talking about? I'm sorry if I was Beyonce. Hmm. And we, we may never cross paths again. No. <laughs> In fact, I'm claiming back my right. Literally, I was going to say, yeah, I would have made sure that the rights of those songs were tight. Yeah. <laughs> With that approval, you're not singing this. I just, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I, I get exactly what you mean. Like, it's not up to me whether or not someone has the same politics or the mm-hmm. same views as me. Um, or some understanding, I guess, of, you know, being black or whatever. That's completely up to yourself. Um, I guess it just feels like a bit of a slap in the face, isn't it? Like, it just feels like you didn't quite get it. And it's almost like you just yeah. seen this honour um, as much more than actually what you were doing. It didn't, like, you didn't really do one plus one equals two. Uh-huh. You literally just did one plus one equals money. And Period. Pay. And, yeah. like, that is, cool. I think, not cool. As, yeah, especially with just... I'm like, especially in this day and age, you know, you like, you should be very, very aware, aware of how well versed you need to be to be kind of in that position. So I don't know, do better, Andy. And I'm really confused because I, I don't know if the performers at the coronation concert even got paid. Like, I think it was. I don't know. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But mm. like, I think it was more of an exposure thing. That's what I mean, though. Like, she's gonna get more money from the exposure she has to the, the yes, new, I guess, audience. Which I was never just, listen to her even music. the crowd. It was embarrassing. Yeah, they were even looking at her like, what? It just yeah. This isn't the people that like, understand your music. Oh my gosh! Well, I just I was I was disappointed, but I just have also told myself there's just people that I have to accept that this is the path we're going down and yeah. this is what's happening. And... Definitely. I mean, there was like it's I guess kind of similar to the discourse on Twitter at the moment with like um a lot of kind of like prominent um black people who i guess fight against imperialism etc taking like titles like obe mm. and mbe as well you know and it, it is an interesting thing where i think do people's politics um change depending on where they now oh, yeah. stand i think so does it depend on this new social circle that you now enter do your politics just sort of i guess just 
despair. It's like, does it just or go? Change. Just change, yeah. Evolve. I was going to say evolve, evolve, but for me, evolve is progression to something better. Yeah, yeah. It's a hard one, isn't it? Like, and mm. this is the thing where, oh, I don't know, like awareness of the most basic things depends mm. on what you find important to you. That's so, so true. For me, I think I just, there's some, there's basic levels of awareness of, mm. of things that I need you to have, whether you're a friend, whether you're just a person you that's in my circle. Mm. Um and if you choose to not have importance and, and check that with yourself, I can't rate you. Like, no. my body rejects it. Like, I physically, my face tells everything. Like, yeah. I've just got one of them faces where you know what I'm feeling because my eyebrows will go up or my <laughs> eyes will widen. <laughs> you will know. You said what? <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, like, I just feel that I just can't rate them. So, therefore... It's the whole thing about putting people on pedestals yeah. and and just like putting anyone in high regard. It's so sad because I do feel like I, I like to look, not necessarily up to people, but I, I like to be recognized when people are doing good things and mm. just like how people are being respectful and stuff like that. It's really good to acknowledge and recognize that. Yeah. But the more you do that and the more people you do that with, oh, mm. the disappointment is heavy exactly like people that you know even quite well will disappoint you like it's just inevitable right it's human nature Mm -hmm. so having idols that you do not know it just doesn't make sense to do it like especially the older you get because they are going to disappoint you in more ways than one and you can't even sort of defend them because you're just like well they actually will end up by the standing for something you don't believe in or they'll be human and, and have faults, right? And have flaws. So yeah, just do not put people on pedestals. Don't have idols. Don't think that because someone said one thing that their morals or their integrity or their politics stand one way for sure. It can be completely different in the space of a year, in the space of six months. Hmm. So Lord, honestly, yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's something, isn't it? And like, yeah. you think, you know, we we're saying don't put people on pedestals, but there's uh, this also happens like with brands, right? Mm-hmm. Like in terms of, especially in this day and age where, you know, um, social justice or just like social awareness and stuff is something that people kind of hold brands to account to. Yeah. And if you're not doing it, um, some like your sales are going to fall, which some brands have seen. I think the most recent one for me is Victoria's Secret who have just been going through it deservingly but have been going through it because people are actually like they are losing money and they like people aren't time for them and then Fenty like Savage Fenty came in and basically rocked their you know entire audience and um Victoria's Secret have been fighting for a comeback ever since Mm -hmm. so they're making their comeback now and they are I think they're producing a film they used to do the Victoria's Secret fashion show of course yeah Victoria's Secret, if you don't know, is um an underwear brand um from the states, and they used to be known for their Victoria's Secret angels, and they mm-hmm. did this fashion show, and it was like literally white, skinny, blonde most of the time, maybe brunette, um women who would just be honestly rocking lingerie. <laughs> Down wings. with big wings um so that was kind of their brand but now especially with savage venti coming in and different more if you will inclusive brands 
it's more so like inclusive body types and um, mm-hmm. whether that's the size whether that's to do with disability what um, race ethnicity all the rest of it it's definitely broadened in terms of inclusion so Victoria's Secret fell off and I'm pretty sure it went from like their show when you know they used to be live or it used to be recorded and like broadcasted um and then it went to like not broadcasted anymore then it went to like being cancelled and now they're bringing back I think they're doing a film or a movie or something that's going to be on streaming I don't know um <laughs> but they're like the new Victoria's Secret um doing up like inclusion all these different body types having all these different people involved blah 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 mm-hmm. and I find it interesting because I'm like is it genuine and I think the narrative of Victoria's Secret is that you did fall off the problem is you did fall off you were losing money mm-hmm. and right now the vibe is inclusion mm-hmm. so therefore even if you are doing this for the right reasons you're still doing it to boost your sales so therefore can it never be the right reason and for Victoria's Secret I don't know if this is going to work but a brand that I think it has worked with is um Abercrombie and Fitch Mm -hmm. and they had a documentary on Netflix um not they as in Abercrombie and Fitch said yeah expose us (laughs) Netflix did a documentary on Abercrombie and Fitch and all their controversies because they were deemed an exclusive brand before and now with honestly people younger than me like younger Gen Z's only know the Ab and Fitch of today which is deemed inclusive and so they're like oh my god I love Ab and Fitch and it's like y'all don't know what we've been put through before um but then a documentary I think was called White Hot on Netflix and it just went through the journey of showing how exclusive they were showing how discriminatory they were like I don't know if you remember like with Hollister and stuff oh the stories they can't even get a job if you didn't if you weren't like tall skinny and blonde Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to be pretty. pretty enough. Like, yeah. oh my goodness, the layers of privilege was insane that you had mm-hmm. to meet. Um, mm-hmm. and if you didn't fall within that, and you still, and you somehow managed to get a job, you'd be in like the stockroom or something. Which, yeah, <laughs> really, <laughs> come on. But those bloody um stores were so dark anyway. You could hardly see anyone in the first place. Honestly, this is the thing. Like, on it, it's a really interesting documentary, though. I. I thoroughly enjoyed watching I it to because watch I was it. like yeah definitely watch it and let me know what you think because I can't lie the Hollister because Hollister kind of is in the UK I don't think Abenfitch at least not in Glasgow isn't in Glasgow I don't think it's really mm. UK renowned but mm-hmm. Abercrombie and Fitch is like the parent company and then Hollister sits underneath that um which is more known in the UK but I just find that really interesting because I have seen and honestly, when I do look through their feed and when I do look through kind of their campaigns and stuff, I'm like, I think they might have turned it around. Really? Like, I'm not hoodwinked, <laughs> but I'm not also like, oh, I'll never buy from Ab and Fitch or I'll never buy okay. from Hollister. Please don't come for me. We'll see how long this lasts. But I can't lie. Like, at the end of the day, your inclusion is looking like it makes a version of sense. Okay. And involving people that also make sense. So maybe it's worked. And also, I can't lie, probably because their clothes are cute. I don't know. But <laughs> it's just that kind of thing, I guess, for what I'm trying to say is that can a brand or a person ever make a comeback from being the 
word that everyone now has used as a buzzword of cancelled like can an artist come back from that can a brand come back from that can a person come back from that can a, can they change when they mm-hmm. have been shellacked they have been beaten down and everyone's like no we don't like you like blah, blah, blah. we don't stand with your values but what if like we said before what if their values have changed mm-hmm, even though it mm-hmm. benefits them profitably but always I mean, there's no such good, there's no such thing as a selfless good deed, right? So, I mean, straight off the bat, we know that no business is ever going to do something whether if it doesn't benefit their profits. So that that's like for sure. I guess in terms of change, I just need to see like change behavior consistently. So in terms of inclusivity, of course, yeah, you you want a brand to be genuine about it. But I guess as long as they're doing something, it should be good enough to start to start off with not necessarily to keep going with so okay yeah we see like you have a brand that's just completely exclusive you know doesn't really care to to make sure people actually feel welcome etc and then they start changing and um, and becoming more inclusive that's great but then it's like are you going to fall back into your old patterns very quickly and are you doing this inclusivity to a certain degree, only to a certain degree? So you're only, let's say, including some women of colour that are, you know, a certain race or just light skin or whatever it is? Or are you making sure that actually it's an inclusivity across the board in terms of race, in, ter- in terms of ability, um, in terms of gender, um, kind of how people conform to certain genders um, or don't conform to certain genders? all that kind of thing it's like are you actually going across the board and understanding and then are you actually serving the community well or you're not and I think the thing with brands as well is like if you have people within the brands um that used to kind of make the shots about being exclusive have you essentially kind of either got rid of them or showed that they've actually had they have personally showed showed change behavior because brands at the end of the day are controlled by people so you can't necessarily have a brand and then the people are have crap models like it just doesn't make any sense so I think yeah I think they definitely can come back as long as you personally see that there's change behavior and it's not like okay they seem to be more inclusive let me just buy from them buy from them anyways I don't really care about you know how far they're gonna go with it and it's the same thing with artists like I don't know how many times I mean I personally don't really rate Chris Brown but I don't know how many times people can keep defending that man and saying he's changed. He has not changed. He's the same man. He wasn't young. Yes, maybe he was young, but he wasn't like dumb and young. He's the same person. Like, stop thinking that he's changed just because he said, oh, I was super young and I made a mistake. Nah. So I think it's just like, how? where do your morals lie? Where do the company's morals lie? Do they align? And is it consistent? Come on now. Like, I- <laughs> speech yes (laughs) but no I totally hear that and I think like this is something I want to talk about something Mm. we've got to talk about is can you separate the art from the artist Mm. and I think this is something that I have been navigating and because there's sometimes I am watching something or listening to someone and then I hear about the nonsense that they have done or the nonsense that they have that they do and for some people I'm a bit more resilient than others um just depending on how much I listen to them or how much I watch their stuff Mm -hmm. um but I will just I can't my body rejects it so I guess for example there's like this show that came out on Netflix called Beef 
Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, so the guy in it, I think, who's the cousin, like, it came... So he was, like, in jail, and then he came out. So that actor... This whole thing blew up online because he, and I don't remember the story to a T, but essentially a controversy came out online and um, it was just really, it was not looking good. Mm. And everyone was saying, yeah, this is who he is, like blah, 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 this is what oh. he's done and all such. And I just said, it's not even worth it. Like, I've, my appetite, I've lost my appetite. Mm-hmm. Like, no pun intended, it's been called beef. But, like, I just, I couldn't continue with it. Oh. And I've noticed this as a pattern where it's, like, there's some people, like, for example, a big one for me was, like, I actually quite like Drake's music. Like, mm. I, I listen to Drake. Listen, he brings out albums as frequent as some people drink water. <laughs> so, like, this so guy's true. always churning out music. But it's, you know, it's relatively good music. But when he brought out that song that spoke ill of Megan Thee Stallion, I couldn't anymore. I said, it is enough. It is enough. Because I just think, I can't. Like, Mm. you can't be so disrespectful of something that is actually serious. Yeah. And it took a minute, but I had to, because Spotify, my algorithm is strong. Mm-hmm took a minute to clear the algorithm and just every time dislike oh, wow. every time dislike dislike i don't follow them anymore like on on like any streaming and stuff like that and the thing is is that it's a personal choice right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but for me it was just that i i can't separate the art from the artist i've realized i can't separate from the art from the artist when it's something i wholeheartedly disagree with um and that is who you are like that was an active choice from you this isn't something that was made up by a headline this wasn't something that was like you know hearsay or said by someone else like this was your choice and it made it through all these different layers and avenues to come out in a song or it made it through all these layers and avenues to I don't know be in a movie or or whatever it is like this was an active choice by you to do this mm-hmm. and yeah I I just wondered like can you have you found yourself or have you got your answer of whether you can separate art from the artist yeah I think I'm I'm kind of similar to you like I find it really difficult to keep either listening or watching or enjoying the art of someone who I fundamentally disagree with um especially when it comes to yeah my morality and kind of what I stand for it just doesn't make sense to say that I stand for something and then it's like, oh, but they can have a pass, right? It just, because at the end of the day, like I said before, like the way brands are controlled by people, art is controlled by people. And so it doesn't make sense to me because I wouldn't have a friend who doesn't believe in the same things as I, or doesn't believe in the same things I fundamentally do. And then I'm like, oh, but they're okay, they're my friend. It just, (sighs) it's not given for me <laughs> so yeah I um like I have tried to stop annoyingly with Apple Music I don't we don't have the dislike button so Chris Bright still co- still comes playing 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 it's really frustrating with Drake as well um so yeah I need to kind of either find a way to just keep on skipping or like yeah just I mean, what I'm no. hearing is that you should just venture to Spotify. Listen, you. <laughs> I knew you. Were, I knew you'd come for me. 
No, but honestly, I'm on a free trial with Apple Music. I swear this is like my oh, third free really? trial with them. They really are trying to recruit people. Um, and I, yeah, as soon as I opened up my Apple Music, Chris Brown was on there. I said, yeah. The algorithm <gasps> is strong. Because he's also in everybody's feature. Like, he's What's in he everyone's them? song. Yeah. But I mean, I think he is doing that because he wants to create a brand for himself again that is that everybody mm-hmm. will like and honestly, pretty much shoving his face and everybody everyone's face yeah yeah honestly yeah I I just yeah I think I find it really difficult to separate separate the two I guess at the end of the day like the easiest part is that you don't actually know them so it doesn't really actually it shouldn't really affect you anyway um if you haven't put these people up on the pedestal to begin with that's why I've started doing that more often so it doesn't hurt as much but I guess one um it's not even that big but it's because it was starting to get a bit bigger for me recently was Jonathan Majors and obviously um the news of his assault alleged assault um to his girlfriend I want to say um and I wanted to go see Creed I think after like, the week after oh, I seen yes. that and I was like I'm gonna give, give it a pass give to be honest pass. can't be giving you my monies no no yeah um yeah and I think it's happened a lot recently you know it's you find out who people really are Mm-hmm. Um and I think at the very end of the day it has to come down to your morality like it has to come down to how strong you feel about things and sometimes I do get a bit of an ick when I find out that someone has similar I guess standards to me but they continue to do something and I'm like continue to enjoy the art from that artist and I'm like oh but I thought what was wrong this I'll is put you on a pedestal oh god like you know that's how I felt or even like people I know like that's how I felt about yeah. the Chris Brown concert like when yeah. he went on tour like I was literally just like I can't rate you the way I Same. used to anymore because th- this was also a choice do you know what I yeah. mean this is fundamental choice and then you're gonna share it because sometimes I'm like yeah. <laughs> listen sometimes you can't help yourself oh you can but if you've chosen not to help yourself and you're just like nah you know what I'm gonna go and I'm gonna enjoy Mm. but for me it's like to then share it and then fight anyone who comes for you my thing is if you are gonna support someone who may not have the moral standings of whether it's yourself or your friends or whatever it is but you're still gonna consume their art Mm. sit in it like that is that is the choice you've made and stand with that mm-hmm. don't then come and say how everyone else is wrong yeah this like is the thing we have said something with a valid reason as to why we may not like something mm-hmm. so if you then have your thing have your reason mm-hmm. but don't say that like people are wrong like because my thing is like listen you do you baby mm-hmm. like you do you <laughs> however I still have my opinions yeah. as to why I disagree with it. But I feel like what I saw a lot of discourse online and on Twitter and stuff is people were saying more so like, this is a this is something that you're just attacking this man. I said, well, the audacity of you saying <laughs> we're attacking. <laughs> and it's a whole like, oh, but Rihanna has forgiven him. And da, 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 da. Oh, but I'm like, man. I think you're forgetting. It's not just about Rihanna. Like, Rihanna. We're so far gone with that situation. So That's that. one big, huge part. But that is, I don't think anyone's like main reason as to why they don't like Chris Brown now exactly. to this day. Yeah. 
So have you forgotten all the other things? Uh-huh, or just uh-huh. chosen not to, you know, apply it and just thinking, oh, well, if Rihanna has forgiven, yeah. then... Forgiven. And also, the thing is, is, like, you don't know the relationship between, mm-hmm. you know, an abuser and the person they've abused. Absolutely. So the thing is, is that that is, you know, for her own healing, for her own whatever, to live her own life. But it doesn't mean that we go, oh, yeah, man, let's all go and rally around. Oh. How dare I? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah. But it is funny. Like, I used to have quite good discernment about people. And I, my um, ways, if I meet someone and, like you said, that your body rejects some people or certain things, right, I get exactly the same thing. Like, I just know something or someone is off like from the first maybe like mm. 10 minutes one hour of meeting them and that usually doesn't get swayed I mean it do- I try to make myself see the bigger picture and like see the other side and like give them the benefit of the doubt but usually I'm like that's a funny one like watch mm. out for them and time and time again it's always proven to be right and it's usually the, the times that come to be proven to be right is when I realize that we have literally zero in common about what we stand for like zero and I'm just like yeah okay I thought so (laughs) yeah no I I agree I think I'm the same in terms of like I I really really try to think that I have good discernment Mm. and I'm I'm right usually most Mm. of the time so when I when it when it rocks you Mm. oh my goodness I get so mad yeah like I'm literally just like how did this happen how did I not see this I miss it yeah but sometimes I guess it's like a way to kind of like you need to get kind of burned a little bit by certain things to then teach you how to like how to (laughs) them the next time what is that Uh, those who can't hear must feel feel, (laughs) honestly because it's the same thing like did you ever have that thing where like you met someone new and your mom was like that one like that one yeah and you later found out yeah that one was my mom was right yeah should have listened should have listened yeah they have to experience these things unfortunately yeah once again adulting is the pits it is and people are more complex and complicated when they're adults i feel yeah so... definitely and i guess like one thing i kind of wanted to like i guess even like caveat and note on that is like i'm also not saying that like i have the biggest moral like standing and ground either like i have a lot to learn i have a lot like that's you know gonna come um but I think like people need to remember that we're also very human like we can give grace to people um like you might believe one thing someone else might believe something else that's completely fine as long as it's not like impacting in terms of like violent or like it's not and violence is definitely different from like physical violence it can also be like emotional mental violence so caveat that too but it's just like as long as someone's not impacting your life they can have their own opinion it's fine but if you feel that that is like not okay with you just leave them leave them be it leave them to it (laughs) just go forward and prosper choose the life of peace yeah yeah like that's the thing because i used to be well not used to i do like to try my best to understand people yeah and like especially if i don't get them oh i get so infuriated when i don't understand someone Mm, like i I want to understand why i don't like you and that's (sighs) usually quite apparent Uh Um, but there's some people where i'm like there's something not right i don't get what it is do you Mm -hmm. know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but yeah sometimes you just got to charge it and just leave it and just be like you know what 
I'm good. Charge it to the game. Yeah, for sure. Because some people just don't click and that's fine. That's like, I guess, different because yeah. it's not that they've done anything fundamentally wrong or that they're like not a good person. It's just that you just don't, you're not yoking. Like, yeah, you're just not equally yoked. <laughs> <laughs> Prophetess over here. Yeah. Um, so what's something we got to talk about? So I wanted, I wanted to chat about like, you know, that saying, fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. that is like my prophecy like I have been saying that for the longest time I can remember like especially the more I've been like getting into my adult years I'm like just fake it till you make it it's fine but lately I've been wondering how far can you take this fake it till you make it until you're just faking because <laughs> when have you made it <laughs> when have you made it and mm. it's more just like okay is there in certain situations that you just genuinely should not try to fake it till you make it and two, how do you, like, let's figure out how do we evaluate when, yeah, when you've made it? Like, do we mm. constantly, are we going to constantly keep faking it until we make it because we never feel like we know enough? Is that imposter syndrome? Or, yeah, like, how do we reevaluate? Okay, I've made it now. I've faked it and I've made it, but I actually know what I'm doing. I, I don't think I ever really lived by fake it till you make it really like I get it and I understand how it helps people but I think my brain can't operate that way because I need to know what I I need to know what I'm doing like at least in some capacity Mm. so I might be doing an action where I don't know the next step or I might not know like how we how we will get to the end goal but I know the current action that I'm doing like that at least makes sense to me Mm -hmm. so I guess like but that might just be career-wise and like work-wise and just like I don't know goal-wise maybe like I just need a little bit more tangible things to hold on to or else my brain will just not get it I'm like I'm sorry what is the point why am I doing this type thing um but once again as well I think feel like my face shows everything so if I was to try fake it mm. <laughs> I think people would catch on because <laughs> I'm not having a good time yeah yeah that that makes sense and I think to be fairly I think when I've used fake it till you make it it was definitely an imposter syndrome kind of thing mm. um, now that I realized I think I was like oh I don't really know what I'm doing I'm gonna just try and fake it and wing it and hopefully mm. I'll find out later on but actually I did know what I was doing clearly um it maybe just wasn't like you said as clear to me in terms of like all the points that were going to come after but in terms of what I was doing at that moment in time um it was definitely very clear um but I guess it's like there are things sometimes when I'm like okay my like ambitions or my goals are so larger than I can ever imagine how I'm gonna get there Mm. am I just literally faking it to everybody that I know what I'm doing and hopefully I'll get there one day no one will catch on (laughs) but I had no idea like yeah yeah, I don't know and I guess but also I've definitely seen people who actually fake it and they don't make it and I'm just like I'm scared that that's people that's what people perceive of me I'm like damn it like have I flopped that hard that I'm so (laughs) so insane that I don't realize that I've like I'm faking it and everyone's realized like what (laughs) no that's yeah I feel 
It's an interesting one because mm. what I do think is a flaw, especially in people who are ambitious, is that even if you have made it, you don't feel like you've made it. Yeah. So therefore, people, you know, have probably seen you make it and you don't realize it. So therefore, you still feel like you're like doing this whole plodding along, faking it, blah, mm. blah, blah, because you don't think you've made it. But you've actually achieved something really great along yeah. the way yeah. and not recognized it. And I feel like I am such a bad person for this as well. Even though I tell people to celebrate any win and blah, blah, blah. I'm Always. so good at telling people to do that. But for myself, like, I don't celebrate my wins because they don't feel like I don't know maybe I don't know what the made it part is Mm -hmm. so therefore I'm like what's like not what's to celebrate because obviously a good thing has happened but I'm kind of like what's next yeah you know so therefore you do you will probably feel like you've never made it Mm -hmm. um or haven't yet made it but I feel like there's so many wins within a win um or within the overall win Mm -hmm. and everyone will have a well, I hope everyone will have an overall win that they want to achieve. They might not know it yet, mm-hmm. but you have an idea or an inkling or like hopefully a direction as to what that is, that yeah. overall win you're looking for in whatever capacity that looks like. And I just feel like if you don't celebrate the wins within that, it's going to feel long, man. You're just going to mm. feel like you're just on this never-ending journey. And if you don't have people around you that can stop you and just be like, well done like <laughs> yeah you're doing good mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely I feel like I'm in a therapy session at the moment oh that was so nice Mercy <laughs> you're welcome next yeah. session <laughs> that'll be $25 <laughs> oh, girl that that rate is cheap I know sorry a cost of living crisis Mercy <laughs> discount discount codes friends and family yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um I guess kind of going back to that like I yeah I think I think it's the feedback point. I think that's when you know you're making it, at least. Never mm. mind, like, you've made it. Um, I think if you aren't receiving, not necessarily, like, you know, formal feedback, but if people aren't quite, like, you know, giving you your kudos or you aren't feeling like you're actually achieving what you set out to, then maybe there's something that you need to go back on the drawing board and kind of fix or figure it out um but yeah I think like you said like celebrating every win that is every like good I don't know email I think I told you I don't know if I've said it in the podcast before but I have a folder called nice emails and I'm just like that is a good reminder I think to kind of remember how far you've come from there um and the work that you've done you know if it's career-wise or if it's like a personal thing whatever it is um try and collect like good emails or good messages or even if someone says something really nice to you and you remember what it was, write it down in your notes. Like, I don't know, record it in some way so that when you feel like you are being an imposter or you aren't quite um, understanding what the next steps are or you're, like, really overwhelmed in whatever you're, like, going through, remember where you were to begin with and where you are now. Like, that's, okay. I think, a good way to kind of, yeah, reevaluate and figure out am I faking am I still faking it or am I actually making it (laughs) yeah and it's and also with if you are faking it for you know a period of time that is quite lengthy maybe it's like just checking what you're faking it towards is actually worth it or is actually what you want like I think I remember someone um I worked with saying that 
sometimes you need to reevaluate the when you're climbing a ladder you need to reevaluate what wall it's leaning against mm. and I was like whoa that's so true because yeah. you could be like you know climbing through the ranks or working towards something and then you get to the level you might make it mm-hmm. and you're just like actually I don't really care anymore yeah. or this isn't what I thought it was or this isn't what I want mm-hmm. and I think for me what I've tried to do more of not as much as I would have liked but what I try to do more of and it's a good thing to do like quarterly and stuff is reflection yeah and just kind of like reflecting on like what you've been working on what you've been doing what sparks joy what doesn't spark joy mm-hmm. and just be like I didn't get that could you try again not Siri getting involved <laughs> Siri always wants to get involved. My gosh. Oh my gosh. Just have a life, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like what sparks joy? What does it spark joy? And just taking that time to reflect on what has done, what's gone well. Mm-hmm. This life is so tough, man. Yeah. Like life is life in. That it's, I remember, um, I used to do it, but I know my sisters have been better at it in terms of um, having a jar or having something where you write down a good thing that's happened oh, yeah. every day uh-huh. or just things you're grateful for or when they happen it doesn't need to be every day and then at the end of the year just like reading through that, that and like so all the nice. different bits and I just think something like that is one requires discipline yes but it's mm-hmm. nice to reflect on and just being like wow like good things actually have happened mm-hmm. and you know the thing that I wanted you know, now I've got. Yeah. I love things like that when something seems so impossible before um, and now you've gotten it and you're literally just like, wow, remember the days that I wished for this? Absolutely. Like, here I am. Like for mm-hmm. me, um, it was when I bought my car mm. and I literally remember when I was like, oh gosh, I used to be so frustrated. And obviously cars and investment is money and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I remember like I had a five-year journal and there was an entry I had was I just want to be able to like buy my own car Aww. and then so when I read that and I had bought my car I was like oh my <laughs> look at God look yeah, at life literally look at you like you made it work yeah to the grace by God as well like yeah absolutely and I think as well that you know like being women and being black women I think we're often told that we're not good enough or like that we can't achieve certain things and um, I heard someone say one time, um, not specifically, I guess, to like, you know, black women or anything, but it's about even just like applying for jobs in terms of you, you you should never be qualified to do to like apply for a job. That's the whole point, right? Like you should never be as qualified because you get those qualifications through doing that job. The job. Exactly. And um, I think a lot of women um, and black women actually usually will not apply for a job because they think that they think that they're too underqualified. And it's like, just honestly, like re-envision how you think or reevaluate how you think about your qualifications and what you can do and what you can't do. Because that white man over there is not thinking about if they can do that job. They think they- He's applied and he has like one of the points. Exactly. Maybe none. (laughs) Maybe none. (laughs) So be bold and- um, and yeah, I think if you can constantly yeah, reevaluate and reflect and think about what you've achieved in a certain amount of time, then you'll know like where you are in your journey, if it's career-wise, if it's, I don't know, personal, whatever it is. Just, yeah, fake it in a way that you can measure. 
Yeah, yeah. And then I also kind of want to tap into a little bit about like imposter syndrome because this yeah. is a term that, once again, I think it's become a buzzword or a buzz term if that's the way that people call it. But I, I, I always try to view things differently, right? And I feel like with imposter syndrome, I just don't believe in it. I be- mm-hmm. I understand it. Mm-hmm. I understand how a person can feel like they have imposter syndrome but I feel like the responsibility of that term and the onus of that term annoyingly falls on the person yeah that says they have imposter syndrome when in my opinion the narrative of or the definition of what imposter syndrome is isn't inflicted by the person but by the environment they're in yeah so it's not the onus shouldn't be on them it's not like oh i have imposter syndrome that i need to you know work through or get rid of but it's like the environment that i'm in doesn't serve me Mm -hmm. and like i mean the thing is is that yes we live in a world where you're going to be environments that you feel like you're not good enough and especially if you have layers of marginalization if you're like being a black woman there are going to be spaces where you do feel like you're not good enough but it's the space that makes you feel this way I don't Mm -hmm. think it's necessarily you yeah coming from you it's the environment around you that makes you feel that way so I don't know I've I've just tried to because I think there's just so much especially for black women there's just so much on our heads where I'm just like it's unfair to now be like oh now we're all battling imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. and we need to work through that and get rid of that and just have that off our backs where I'm like in fact maybe just taking the pressure off and just taking the onus off and being like it's actually not me it's you yeah (laughs) literally you're the problem I was literally having this conversation on Twitter the other day because um, someone I know has left the like academic institution. She's a scientist and she's left there to go work for, um, I guess, an independent um, company. And um, it's something that I'm going to tap into um, in, on this podcast a lot, I think, maybe after my PhD. And that is academia for scientists, especially for mm. female scientists. And that yeah I totally agree with you in that the onus should definitely fall on the system because it only clicked to clicked to me the other day that so in her tweet she was basically mentioning the fact that she's left because she doesn't feel like the environment that she's in um is supportive of her um the way she wants to live her life because she's got um a neurodivergence and um she suffered with suffered with her mental health etc and so like the way the academic institution is set up just isn't um catered to kind of dealing with that sort of um life I guess and I was like oh my goodness I just realized that they have been making us feel like we are imposters because we can't make it in this institution when in reality it's the institution that needs to like fall down burn and be rebuilt to actually make sure that it can support these people from all different works of life like people shouldn't have to be leaving academia to feel like they have now gained their lives back or gained some sort of like normal life it should be able to exist as a job just like anywhere else um and should be able to be feel supported um through that journey it shouldn't be like oh only if you're good enough you could you can actually get through the ranks like it's actually ridiculous like the level of like the number of female um scientists is honestly shocking much Mm -hmm. less so um black female scientists so like for me like it's not even that I don't want to be a researcher I would love to do research all the time and for the rest of my life like honestly I would love it 
but to do that I have to be like academic and to do that I have to fight with these people I just I can't Mm. like honestly like (laughs) and for the longest time I was just like I'm an imposter I don't belong here like I feel like I'm you know not cut out for this like I'm not cut out to be an academic but in reality it's not that I'm not cut out of it it's not that I'm not cut out for it it's that the the system just doesn't work yeah and I think that's the thing when the realization hits at least for me when the realization hits where it's like I like this I can't fix this at least not by myself Mm -hmm. like this system isn't built for me yeah and whatever system that is and a lot of any system that you find yourself in Mm -hmm. society in itself isn't built for anyone who's not a straight white man yeah like it's not and I just think once that kind of pressure and responsibility falls off your shoulders and like you allow it to fall off your shoulders Mm -hmm. it doesn't alleviate all pressures and pain but it just takes the onus off I think for me it just makes me feel like you know what there's just some things I cannot in my power control Mm -hmm. I can contribute to yeah but I can't control it and I will be in spaces like I do find myself and I hate when you know yeah like people feel a type of way when you call yourself resilient but I do feel like I am you know a resilient person to a degree Mm -hmm. because I have come to the point where I'm literally like if I'm in a space that no longer serves me or I don't feel is good for me I will leave that space and if I cannot leave that space I will give them the bare minimum or just, you know that thing where people are saying quiet quitting, where you literally just do yeah. your job description, nothing more mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe less, but nothing <laughs> more. None of this 110%. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think it's like, you will actually only get what is written and mm-hmm. required of me, and that's pretty much it. Um. So yeah, I just, imposter syndrome is just something I just feel quite jarring sometimes because you know when you get asked you just get people ask all the time well how do you deal with imposter syndrome how do you Mm -hmm. navigate it and I'm like I don't (laughs) it's not for me yeah I just I can't have it yeah yeah yeah. it's like it's that it's it's that thing as well it's like how do you deal with racism I didn't build it yeah do do you know what I mean I don't know like how how do we better it I don't know yeah just don't be mean (laughs) yeah don't think I'm less human. than exactly you know I mean? that is so true and honestly I always go to like these kind of um talks when it's usually like a, someone from yeah like some level of mar- marginalization talking about I guess their life as being a scientist that's I guess the field that I'm in and yeah that, that's the always number one question it's like how do you deal with this thing that's been brought upon you please honestly how fix, are you gonna fix you it? fix it. Yeah, literally. Yeah, please tell me how you're gonna fix it. Because honestly, I'm sick of having to deal with it. Like it's just, it just doesn't make sense. And I think it's, I guess as yeah, it's just been a test of time. It's always about the, like the it's always victim blaming basically. Like it's yeah, it's a song as old as time. I think that's what's gonna wanting to it's say. It's just mad that you know when it's that thing like when it comes to, like the oppressor and the oppressed, right? Yeah. And somehow, somehow. The oppressed are meant to fix it. I did not bring this upon myself. <laughs> like, I think y'all built it. Mm-hmm. So you guys have a conversation. Yeah. And you discuss how you're going to fix it. 
yeah. maybe I can put an input or two, but this is not my this is not my issue. Honestly, yeah. this is something y'all created. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go fix it because we need to choose like peace in this world, especially when we've just got so much in our heads, so much in our plate, so many things to think about and and consider. So yeah. We just need to keep on moving, keep on stepping. Yeah. But then I always have to remind myself that I live in reality and not an ideal world. So, yeah. We, I mean, <laughs> listen, for all of you that are pushing on, please yeah. continue to push on. <laughs> we need you. Don't stop. Yeah, don't, don't stop. stop. The activism is required, please. I will just, <laughs> it depends on the day, but I'll be there as, as much as I can. Yeah, honestly, you just sometimes, some people have more to give in certain situations. That's the thing. That is it. Some people have more to give. And some people, they choose their lane. They choose yeah. their lane of what they can really go down, like, go hard for. Mm-hmm. And I think that we can't all spread ourselves across no, everything. No, So choose your lane um, or lanes mm-hmm. if you have that, if you have the capacity. <laughs> <laughs> choose your lanes and, and just... My thing is, and I learned this from myself at least in 2020, is that be kind to yourself. Yeah. Because there is a social justice act on every corner mm-hmm. there really is it's always something we can be fighting for mm-hmm. yeah but i wanted to bring up something that the people damn got to be talking about because mm, yeah first of all listen apple till i die as an <laughs> apple the technical technology brand because i just keep finding new things and they're not new they're new to me so therefore to me they are new (laughs) and i just keep finding new things that just make sense Mm -hmm. and just make life easier it's like when i discovered airdrop i said wow airdrop oh my god i i love airdrop so does my mom because every time she's like airdrop please airdrop airdrop me She doesn't even know how to work it, so I have to airdrop to myself. You airdrop know? to your... Yeah. Honestly, these parents, <laughs> yeah, they're the same. And the thing is, it's like, let me show you this. Oh, no, no. just do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but you're so good. Yeah, you can do it faster. Uh, My mom says, so don't you feel good about helping your mother? I said, but what? One day I'm not here. <laughs> then what? Exactly. The phone. Mercy. The phone. That's, the phone. that's, that's it. <laughs> Oh, we love you mothers. But something I recently have been starting to do, and we do it with something we've got to talk about, but I did this on holiday. Once again, listen, I will talk about my holiday. (laughs) But something I've started doing is using shared albums. And you know, like, when you're on holiday with your friends or family or just a group of people and you're you're all taking pictures on different phones no one knows who's got what picture you remember that you you did your little photo shoot and can't remember which phone it came from Mm -hmm. shared albums has changed my life because now we just all put it in a centralized album that exists now only if you all have iphones (laughs) android users i don't know how you do it and i don't want to know because you just cause problems for everyone in my opinion there's no point in me pulling up google drive for what that's another additional thing and you mad anyways (laughs) shared albums have changed my life because when we were on holiday just everyone as soon as the day was done just select all the photos and put it in the shared album and it just shows up it's not in my phone y'all didn't have to airdrop me it's not in my main not in my main album because you have to save the photo from the shared album if you want it in your camera roll good top tier mechanics steve jobs did it right honestly (laughs) that one has made life so easy so if you have a group of friends if you're going on a trip a holiday or even like concert like i can imagine with beyonce oh 
yeah that would be just sick a renaissance shared album can you imagine the content yeah. oh that'd be oh my god i had no i actually hadn't even thought of the like all the things you could do with the shared albums oh my goodness wow i'm never trip the same way ever again or a concert yeah literally I can't anything just where you just you know can all upload to the same place yeah. and all have the same access and then you can write notes Yes, you know what I mean? Exactly. So if there's a photo, if there's like group photos and stuff, mm-hmm. you can like write, I really like this one. Yeah. Or so I don't you know. don't use that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, oh! mm-hmm. And you can like them as well. It's like a little social oh, media thing amongst oh, your friends. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, people, te- I'm telling you, get on it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. Cool it yeah. Something that people have got to talk about from me is Biab, which is builder in a bottle. So I don't know where you've been if you haven't heard of builder in a bottle. It's actually been around for quite a number of years now, but it's just recently become a bit more mainstream. And it's for your nails. So you've all heard of gel, right? Like gel um varnish, I guess, or for your nails. This is similar, so it's kind of the in-between of gel and acrylic. So it's not anywhere near as harsh as acrylic and it's stronger than gel, so it doesn't chip as much. Well, at all, mine don't really ever chip, to be fair. Maybe they'll lift a little bit, but they don't chip. And they're super hard, so they're very durable on your nails, and they actually make your nails grow. Mercy, look at my nails. Like, literally, have the length. So those are your nails? nails, exactly. Wow. And that's within, like, maybe two, three months. Yeah. That's sick. So luckily, oh I, do have quite, I do have quite ni- like, nice, strong, natural, quite nails. Um, but there are people that I have seen who've come from either a nail biting journey or their nails are super weak and they've started using Builder and honestly the nails have been like completely like transformed. So if you do normally get your nails done um, professionally or if you can, um, I guess maybe afford or can get like the, the stuff yourself, definitely like invest it's such a good way to get your nails done if you if you care about like your nails you know looking a certain way whatever it is or if you are looking to maybe go on holiday um get yourself a good nail tech and honestly get by up okay it'll literally change the game you don't have to think about chipping you don't have to think about your nails looking raggedy if you don't like like that look for yourself whatever it is like you can get nice design oh honestly um i hope i'm selling it to you honestly i <laughs> I have never heard of it before. No way. Yeah, like I so was like, good. oh my god, she's talking about me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like I think that that's pretty cool because yeah, honestly, I you know me, comfort is key. Yeah. Nails. I used to be the nail girl at school though, like mm-hmm. as in not necessarily getting my nails done, but because I also have like strong, healthy nails yeah. and they grew. Oh my gosh, they grew at an exponential speed. Wow. And I always had my nails like painted mm-hmm. and I would change it up weekly. Wow, I really had to rotor. <laughs> I was like, girl, I will show up with different nails every single week. I Just love. watch. And people loved the way my nails looked. I loved the way my nails looked. Mm-hmm. And then I became an adult, yeah. life hit, and <sighs> time was just not existing anymore. <laughs> and um, I just haven't really, like, gotten into what I want my kind of, like, nail journey to be. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I might check this out because I loved when my nails were always looking good. Yeah. And always, you know, it just makes you feel 
elevated put together i think, I think. Yeah, yeah definitely i do like i do love the feeling that i get when i have like a fresh set or even like i don't particularly mind keeping the same set on for a while i don't know if it's because of my budget <laughs> so if i have more money maybe i'm like oh i'll get them done every two weeks it's fine but i can like keep the same nails on for like four or five weeks six weeks even mm-hmm. um, and i personally don't mind it as such so that's how long they can last, which is like insane. And I'm quite like harsh with my like the use of my hands, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like I just feel like it's just changed the game. And but you do get addicted. Like after you get your first set, you're like, may as well keep this up. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But if you get them like taken out, if you get them like properly taken off, because it's just a soak off. But the way you get gel, um, gel nails soaked off. Um, I'm sure if you just got them soaked off and then like kept without, like your nails probably still be as good. Um, depending on I guess the health of your nails naturally. Um, but yeah, no, I love it. And like I'm saying, like if you do already get your nails done and you're looking for something something new, or if you are looking to get yeah go on a different nail journey, like go for biab. It's 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 in right now. It's a new thing. Oh wow, I feel so behind, goodness. (laughs) But anyways, this will all be linked in the episode description, so you can click through on the link. Mm -hmm. But also, if you just want to keep up with what we're doing, we are here every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, you will get a new episode from something we got to talk about on everywhere you find your podcasts. You can follow us at SWGTA Podcast. Um, on Instagram and if you want to chat with us more get in the DMs get in the comments but you can also email podcast at gmail.com if you want to do some more following and get to know your host a little bit more your unserious Joe you can follow me at mercy underscore able on Instagram and you can find me at Diana Gisway or at an abundance of melanin and like I said last week make sure to get involved in the polls we absolutely love your responses like honestly like we just love knowing whether you that you guys are like on the same vibe as us on your pretty different vibe like and that's totally cool like it's all like just part of the fun so definitely get involved yeah defos and we will chat to you all next week on our 16th episode and i just like i love the numbers climbing i'm like yeah look at us look at us consistency girls (laughs) consistency is key but we will catch you all next episode bye